so funny. Sometimes I'll read comments from people that are so infuriated. Like you just missed the point. Like you didn't get it. It's like people just in as few words as possible, get as angry as possible. Totally. And it's so bizarre. It's very weird. It's really strange. Hey there, readers. Welcome back to the sixth episode of The Book Was Better. Each week, I deep dive into all things literature with some special guests, fun games, and all the book talk to you on your For You page. If you're into reading, this is going to be your new favorite podcast. And if you're not, I guarantee you'll be converted. So nestle into a cozy corner, grab your cup of tea, and let's get started. We've got a really exciting one for you today. I am so honored and excited to welcome this week's guest on the pod, Lauren, aka Big Book Lady. Hi. Hey. <laughs> Happy to be here. <laughs> um, so Lauren is a super successful book talker with over 180,000 followers um, who is known for their diverse ranges of book recs, extremely aesthet- aesthetically pleasing videos, and get ready with me's. Thank you for having me. This of course. Is so exciting. I'm so excited for you to be here. I just adore your videos. You have such a, I feel like, unique aesthetic and you bring such a cool, unique style to the book talk community. Wow. Thank you. That's yeah. so nice to hear because <laughs> yeah. I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I guess you've been on TikTok for a long time. So you just like set up your phone, you film your little videos and it's kind of I think it just becomes second nature. So then when other people point out like any aesthetic qualities to a video, I'm like, oh, I'm like glad you think so. (laughs) I love that. That's just like. Yeah, no, I totally get that. I think I found you because you posted like you, it was just like a video, but you used Andy Schaaf as the song and I love him. And I was like, oh my God, I need to follow Lauren immediately. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, I really love all of your videos. I feel like you do really good kind of like specific book recommendations. Like when you do a a video that's like the like unhinged, like female narrator books, I feel like your videos. Those like really specific ones I really love. I like go to your videos before I go to the bookstore for recommendations. Always. Thank you. That's so lovely. So I always like to start off my videos or sorry, my videos. <laughs> I always like to start my episodes with asking my guests, what is a book that either really got you into reading or got you inspired to start your t- your TikTok? Or so do you have a book that you feel like really got you started? Yeah, I think that book for me is definitely Play It As It Lays by Joan Didion. I feel like after reading that book or even in the middle of that book, just realizing I didn't even know books could be like this, Mm -hmm. where they're sort of mundane and really kind of depressing, I guess. But I just, yeah, I was so shocked that those were books that were written by women and were successful. And that really got me started, I guess, in the literary fiction genre, Mm -hmm. but especially literary fiction by women. Mm -hmm. And then... That's kind of what I started recommending on Book Talk initially. Yeah. So yeah, definitely most of Joan Didion's work I really love, but especially Play It As It Lays. I love that. So I've never read it. So if you would just be able to like give a little summary, I would love that. Yeah, of course. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited that you haven't read it it, because now you get to read it for the first time. I love that. I'm excited too. Mm -hmm. So it's about this woman. Her name's Maria. 
And she, I believe, is in her mid-30s. Okay. And she's married to this man who's a director, and she's an actress. And I believe in the book, she isn't really working anymore. She's kind of, like, her career is on pause. Mm -hmm. Well, the beginning of the book, it opens with, you can tell she's in a hospital, and she's there for treatment, but you don't really know why she's there. And then the book jumps back and forth between like present and past. And you start to figure out why she's in this hospital. And it's this really mundane story about mm-hmm. a woman who kind of becomes disillusioned with like this glamorous Hollywood lifestyle. And she starts to just retreat inward and compulsively drives on the LA freeway every oh day God, and goes it. to the grocery store and she like fill her shopping cart with food to make it look like she's shopping for multiple people like as oh. if her husband is at home with her mm-hmm. but he isn't so she's kind of performing this lifestyle as though she's this woman that's really like has her shit together uh-huh. I guess yeah. and it's all a front because she just like buys a bunch of cottage cheese (laughs) at the grocery store and then like goes home and like lays in a dark room I love that like all day and amazing yeah it's amazing and it was written in I believe I actually don't know when it was published but it takes place in the 60s okay um and it's just kind of wild that books like that that feel so contemporary because we're just seeing such a huge resurgence of disenchanted Mm -hmm. women in literature totally women have always felt this way yeah and yeah it's really great I'm sure you would love it I love that I feel like I love that now like you were just saying in the especially like in the book talk community I feel like it's so celebrated to read books that are about like the messiness of being a woman and I love that because I feel like that has just not really been a thing and it's so you know just it's not like taboo it's like celebrated and like okay and I I love books like that I think it's just that just sounds so good I need to read that immediately (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah I think if you like books that are very character driven Uh or a little bit more speculative then yeah absolutely it's for you okay great well I'm excited now I would love to get into a little segment that I love doing called script to screen because my name is the book was better. So I love to really like analyze different movie adaptations, but I would love to know if you could turn any book into a movie, what one would it be? Okay. I feel like the book that I want turned into a movie is now a movie that isn't out yet. Okay. But it's oh, Eileen by oh, Otessa Moshfeg. Yes. I heard mm-hmm. I heard that it was being made into a movie. Yeah. And it premiered at a film festival. I think it's coming out in December. But Anne Hathaway's in it. No it's going to be incredible. Yeah. That easily is my top pick for a film adaptation of oh, a book. It's going to be... God. I hope, incredible. Yes, I think it will be, especially the ending. I Mm -hmm. only read that last month, and I was shook. I loved it so, 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 so much. It was so good. Mm -hmm. Um, Mine would be Bunny. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. I feel like that would be a really good movie. But Mm -hmm. yeah, but I don't know if that's being turned into one, but it should be. I would love that. Yeah, the costume design. Oh my God. It would be incredible. It has so much potential to just be amazing. Yeah. Like if it was just like Mean Girls meets like, like Euphoria makeup with like, I don't know, just like unhinged weird eerie vibes it would just be the best ever mm-hmm. oh yeah absolutely I feel like the gore would be very um did you ever watch Scream Queens oh yeah I feel like it'd be like that yes that's so good actually that's very true yeah I feel mm-hmm. like it would be you could almost make it like kind of like old school feeling with the gore kind of like almost like comical gore you know what I mean mm-hmm. not like serious really like, campy almost, just like playing with like, yeah campy very red campy. Catch up blood. Yeah, exactly. It'd be so good. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite book film adaptation that already exists? Is it okay if it's a TV show? Oh my God. Yeah, of course. Okay. I loved the normal people TV oh, adaptation. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Cause it, they truly just followed the entire, like all of the dialogue yeah. from the book is identical yeah. to the TV show. I was so shocked by that. I remember watching the first episode and within the first 15 minutes, I was like, oh my God, it's it's literally, it's just the book. Totally. It's the exact same as the book. Uh-huh. And I was just so amazed. I've never really seen that done before. No. Where, where they, they just don't, kept like, everything so true. Yes. And they don't to, try to like embellish on anything. Like it's just exactly. Also, the characters are so spot on to the book. Mm-hmm. Like they're exactly how I pictured them to be in the book. Yeah. Which is crazy because then they made Conversations with Friends and I watched it. Okay. I only just read Conversations with Friends this month mm-hmm. and I have not seen the show, but it, should I not? Is it not good? I honestly think it's worth watching just so you can see how dirty they did oh, that book. No. Like Francis's character uh-huh. is a completely different person. It's so weird. It's really, really, really strange. <gasps> oh yeah. Weird. Do people is that like did it do it it didn't do well then? Did a lot of people not like it? Yeah. I think a lot of people have watched it. It's still it's like it's a great show, but it's just so bizarre the way that they also changed kind of like these minute details that didn't need to be changed. Mm, like the, they go to, I think it's the South of France in the book on vacation, but they go to Croatia in the TV show. But the setting could have easily, like in the TV show, it looks like it could be the South of France. It didn't yeah, like, need to just be Croatia. That? That's so weird. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. Very unnecessary. I wonder if, mm-hmm. if you hadn't, do you think if you hadn't read the book, you would look at it differently? I think I would maybe be even more confused by uh, the relationship between Francis and Nick because Uh in the TV show, it's honestly like the least believable affair of all time. Oh my God. It's like, it makes no sense. That's so weird. It's so weird. It's so weird. I hate that. Mm -hmm. That's very odd. Yeah. Because I feel like they could have done such a good job with it. Yeah. She's like an interesting charismatic like really clever character and then in the tv show they made her like this bumbling awkward fool i hate that yeah you need to watch it i need to know that's very sad okay i will let you know i'm gonna watch it i'll let you know that's so sad i feel like it can be i mean no it can't like it's obviously like you just have to like cast it and like direct it properly but 
it is like her character is so important to the book. Like it's like if she's not done correctly, then it literally doesn't matter because her like mm-hmm. dialogue and her the way that she makes you feel is so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's tragic. Oh my god. It is. It really is. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, I yeah, I don't know. I can't think of like a specific one that I have that's that's been done, but I agree with normal people. It's a very good, very well done. Mm-hmm. On to the next segment. Speaking of your lifestyle videos, I love your little get ready with me's, your outfit videos. I love them so much. And it got me thinking if you could film one of those videos with either an author or a book character, like one of your favorites, who would it be? I think just because Otessa Moshveg has a Depop account where she sells her jewelry and she sells clothes. No way. I would. Oh, yeah. I would <gasps> love to do it with her because it's just so funny. She like buys these antique lockets and then she sells them on Depop. I love that. And it's so funny. And I know a couple people on BookTok that have bought them from her. Really? Why does that, like, make so much sense, though? That, like, makes sense right? that she does that. Yeah. And it's, like, fully her. It's, like, her face and all the photos on her Depop. <laughs> but, yeah, it's really funny. That's yeah. so hysterical. I love uh-huh. that. That's really good. Yeah. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I always think that, like, I either – her or like Mona Wad, someone that creates such like out there stories, I would love to just get in their brain for a day. Oh yeah. No, like, exactly. Like, like I want to know how Mona Awad came up with Bunny. It's I the know. most bizarre so concept bizarre. for Have a Have you book. read All's Well by her? No, I haven't. And everyone says it's amazing. It no, is I haven't so read it. good. It's so good. Mm-hmm. And like, it's definitely still like also in the same way the bunnies kind of like fever dreamy. It's definitely like that, but it's way weirder. Like it's definitely Ooh. very niche. Like I, I could see how when people read it, they'd be like, this is the worst book I've ever read. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's very like all over the place. It's so weird. And like, Mm-hmm. it's it's but it's so good I feel like if you're someone that likes that style of book where it's just again very like unlikable narrator completely um and just very all over the place but it's like it makes you want to stare at the wall when you're done with it because you're like what did I just read it's so good it's amazing mm-hmm. I think you would like yeah. it a lot I think it's one of those book talk books I've just been putting off for so long because I've heard so much about it and it's always really good things mm-hmm. but now I just feel like I'm so like late to the party. I and, know. Yeah. I get it. But I think you would like it. I think it's it's mm-hmm. really like up your alley. I feel it feels very like Otessa Moshfeggy in a sense. Mm-hmm. Definitely okay. more so than I should funny. read that next. I should just do it. Yeah, you should for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was your inspiration to start? I think I feel like I got TikTok really late in the game. Like I Mm -hmm. wasn't using TikTok through the pandemic, which from my understanding is kind of when most people started using TikTok, just like as a way to kind of kill time. It wasn't really on my radar or I thought it was for like like kids to watch like dance videos. I didn't (laughs) understand that there was a book talk community. Yeah. And then... One day, 
oh my God, I was having like truly one of the worst days of my life. Oh my and God. I was at, <laughs> no, it's like not even sad. It's like kind of funny <laughs> okay. in retrospect. I was like at my friend's, it was actually my friend's parents' house because she was still living at home with her parents. And I was laying in her bed in her like fluffy white duvet. And she was like, okay, hey, you're just going to like lay here. I'm going to give you my phone. I'm just going to like leave the room. You're going to have some alone time and you're just going to watch TikToks, just like scroll through. I was like on her phone looking at her TikTok account and she was like, just like scroll and see what you can find. Initially, she typed in like baby deer videos. So I was like watching videos of like baby deers trying to walk. And then I think I just wanted to find a book recommendation or something. So I like looked up uh, I think I probably just looked up like Joan Didion because she's one of my favorite authors. Uh-huh. And then I looked up like Otessa Moshveg and I was like, okay, wow, people really Love. make like a lot of videos about books on here. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting that. And then I, that's kind of how I discovered the whole book talk community. And then at a certain point I was like just consuming all mm-hmm. of these videos. I kind of figured that I could make them and I just uh-huh. wanted to know what could come of that, if totally. anything could come of it. Yeah. And Yeah, that was really it. It all just started with a bunch of videos of baby deers. That's so, I love that (laughs) because I'm, I'm on the same boat as you, as I was not on TikTok during the pandemic. And I also thought that it was for just like the like voiceover videos or like dancing or whatever. And then I think I got on it and like one of the like best books of, I don't know, some, some like video like that, like thrillers that you'll, or something. And I was like, oh my God, this is so fun. (laughs) The fact that like people are making videos like this. I thought it was just so, so, so fun. And I, same thing. I just became consumed by it. But yeah, I love that. It's such a cool thing. And I like, I'm sure you feel this way too, as someone who has always been a big reader. It's so exciting to see that reading is like becoming cool again. And like, it's like, I don't know. It's like a thing. It's like a trendy thing now, which I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so interesting to me. And yeah, when I really think about it in my daily life, when I'm reading a book, like I don't really tell anyone in my life about what I'm reading, yeah. but then I go on TikTok and I tell all of these people about this book that I'm reading. And then I get to discuss this book with all of these other people. And yeah. it's really fascinating. And I think if I didn't have TikTok, I'd be like driving everyone in my life insane, telling them (laughs) about books that they like don't care about because they haven't read them. They don't care to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It's (laughs) such an incredible platform. You can build such amazing community. It's wild. It's amazing. I know because I I just read Yellow Face by R.F. Kuang. I don't know if you've read that yet, but Mm -hmm. I loved it. And I was like (laughs) sitting down because I just finished it and I was like, oh my God. And I was like just obsessed. And I was sitting down talking about it with my boyfriend and my boyfriend was like, okay like couldn't like understand like it's also kind of a hard book to like really fully explain but I was just like thank god I have people on the internet because I would be sitting like down every day having these conversations with my boyfriend that he really just wouldn't understand or relate to totally and especially with a book like yellow face I honestly half the time I'm reading a book I'm like thank god I found out about this from book talk because I feel like I wouldn't have even been smart enough to like understand what this book was about there was just so many incredible like especially Asian creators that recommended the book and they're like this is a searing critique of 
race and the literary industry and it covers so much ground and I don't even think I would have been smart enough to pick up on half of what that book was critiquing I'm so thankful that I had other creators recommend books like specifically yellow face but so many other books yeah so many other I mean even just when you were just talking like Otessa Moshweg is such a good example of that like I I feel like also just being on book talk my taste has changed so much but I would have never thought that I would have enjoyed books like Otessa Moshweg's books or like Mona Awad or like just like really like unlikable narrators and like very like fever dream style books I love and now I live for but I feel like before I would not have been able to actually wrap my head around what was happening in any of mm-hmm. them. yeah totally yeah I know exactly what you mean yeah yeah so good would you say that literary fiction is like your favorite genre to read and recommend yeah Definitely. Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes when I realize, or not even realize, but like a fantasy book recommendation video pops up on my For You page, I'm like, oh, wow. Like there's a whole other Uh, side of book talk that I'm not even a part of. I feel the same way. It's pretty funny, mm -hmm. especially to like the romance side is so like, I'm just not on that, the, the radar of that. Like I have no idea what I don't know what like is going on over there but every time I get Mm -hmm. like a you know video pops up on my page of like those type of like series and stuff I'm like oh my god there is an entire side of popular books in that realm that I just do not even know about oh yeah exactly especially like young adult books are huge and I just I don't know it doesn't appeal to me I know I try it's yeah. I tried. See, I like, like when I well when I first started Book Talk, I read It Ends With Us because I feel like that was just like the typical, you know, whatever. And I did mm-hmm. not love it. And I feel like I tried like a couple other books like that because I just like as you do, you know. Um, but obviously I think it's it's what it's just that's what makes reading and book talk just so special though, is that there's so many little like nooks of people and like their styles and what everyone likes and there's truly a spot for everyone oh yeah exactly 100 percent. but I I don't know I just love our like little literary fiction corner our speculative fiction yeah Yeah. just like unhinged woman books and then sometimes like some darker books or like Uh short story collections but Mm -hmm. yeah for the most part I think everything I read, even if it could be considered technically like horror, mm-hmm. it's always under the literary fiction totally. umbrella. Have you ever read um, anything by Julia Armfield? No. Okay. So she oh. wrote Our Wives Under the Sea. I don't know if you've heard of that. Oh, wait. Okay. Yes. Okay. I listened to that as an audiobook okay. recently. So yeah. she wrote a short story collection called Salt Slow. And I read that in the mm-hmm. beginning of the year and it was like one of my favorites of the year so far. It's so good. And it's definitely like a mixture. Like there's some horror, like body horror um, elements. And then there's like some almost like science fiction kind of vibes, but it's still all under that like literary fiction umbrella. And each story is like 15 pages and they're incredible. So if you need a little short story collection vibe, I would definitely recommend that one because I loved it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I love reading... A few books by the same author totally. in kind of a short 
period of time and just really get a good sense of what that author is about and their writing style and their voice. So thank you. Yeah, Yeah, I will absolutely pick that up. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, And then, so are you a mood reader or how do you decide what you're going to read next? I feel like... I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm a mood reader because I'm a very monogamous reader. I only read one book at a time Uh or else. And I've tried reading multiple books at a time, but I just end up becoming more invested in one and then I stop reading the other. And so I try while I'm reading a book, I'll pick the next book that I'm going to read and I just plan that way. But typically I'll read like two two books in a week like two physical books and then uh-huh. maybe an audiobook so i guess in a week i'll have like a a mood kind of set i'll be like okay i love that i really feel like just reading like some darker books this week so like the three books that i read or listen to that week will be like a little bit darker but that's typically how I choose. I yeah. Are that. you a mood reader? Yes. Which is unfortunate. I wish that I wasn't. <laughs> I wish that I could plan out what I want to read. I'm similar to mm-hmm. you though. I can only read one book at a time because mm-hmm. sim- the same thing, like I'll be like super into one and then I'll, I'll get like too lost with the other one. But I wish that I could plan out like a TBR though, because I, I envy people that are like, like you that can just be like, okay, this is what I'm going to read next. I like, I feel like that just sounds so nice, but sometimes I, I don't know. It's hard for me sometimes. Like I'll just have like my stack of books and I'll be like, I'll have to sift through and see what feels right, you know? Mm -hmm. No, I think that makes perfect sense. And then, yeah, if you plan too far in advance, maybe you pick up a book that you aren't particularly interested in and then your experience with the book isn't going to be everything that it could be. So 100%. Yeah, I I think that makes sense. Yeah, I think that that's a thing I've read. I think when I would try to do that, I, for instance, I was thinking about this the other day like the song of achilles mm-hmm. um i read that in a time when i probably should not have because i did not internalize it a ton and i know that that's like a book that people really love and i didn't read it at a time where i could fully like process what was happening and now i f- definitely need to reread it because i know that that's like a cult favorite and everyone loves it so anywho mm-hmm. well i love that i that's that's great and then i always love to hear this about different creators what type of content do you enjoy creating the most i feel like The content that I find the most rewarding is when I write out, not quite like a script, but I'll basically have like a stack of books that I want to talk about that kind of all fit a certain theme. Mm -hmm. And then I'll write out just a little bit about all of them. So yeah, sort of like a script. And then I'll just like sit down in front of the camera and talk about them. And I feel like those videos where I feel like people can watch them and it's like an actual human being is like recommending books to you. Those are the videos I really enjoy. Whereas some of the other Mm -hmm. ones where you're just like holding a Uh book up in front of a camera and then you have like the text little description that's like not fully fleshed out because it really never can be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My favorite videos are the ones where I like sit down in front of the camera and actually talk, but those are also the ones that I find are the most exhausting. (laughs) They just require like so much refilming. And, you know, if you like up what you're saying, you have to re-record and then you have to edit it all. And it's, 
those are the ones that are, yeah, they're the most work, but the most rewarding. <laughs> and then I also love other videos where I'm able to just integrate lifestyle yeah. content into totally. videos because sometimes being a book talk creator feels like I've like pigeonholed myself uh-huh. in this yeah. niche. And Absolutely. everyone has I would think other interests aside yeah. from this one niche that they found themselves in as a creator. And so it's nice to explore other things, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it isn't received super well, but I right. think for the most part it, it is. And yeah. you do a good job with that fun. though. I feel like your, like your lifestyle videos are very much so like cohesive with your book stuff. Like I wouldn't look at your page and be like, Oh my God, that is like, you know, like, it doesn't stick out. You know what I mean? I feel like it all is very cohesive. Okay, thank you. Yeah. That's really nice. Because I always wonder if people are like, what the hell is she no, doing? Like, we just want the book recommendation. Stop taking no. us to the grocery store. No. <laughs> no. I think yours is great. Because I think your book videos are already, like, a very very much, like, of an aesthetic. I feel like if I posted, like, my outfits or something, people would be like, okay. We don't care because it's just not really how my, like visually how my page is. But I feel like because your videos are very much like that, it just makes sense. Thank you. I feel so validated. (laughs) I would like to see your outfits. I'm interested. Thank you so much. (laughs) Oh yeah. I don't know. I think it, I think that is so true though. It's because sometimes it's kind of like a, a hard thing to be in the book space where like you constantly feel like you have to be I mean, I just feel like I have to be reading all the time so that I can create new content and so that I can like review things and make exciting things for people. And sometimes it does feel like challenging because you're in such a niche thing. Whereas I feel like in the lifestyle community, there's endless opportunities for videos, you know? So I agree with Mm -hmm. you that sometimes it can be like, you definitely can feel pigeonholed in that. Yeah. It becomes kind of exhausting Mm -hmm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. We're complex people. Totally. You have other stuff going on. It's like normal to not want to read like 20 books in a month. It is. Yeah. I'd love to know what is your top book that you've read this year your top favorite I'm actually so glad that you asked me that and I just made a video about it so I feel like I'm so prepared I love that um okay biography of x by Catherine Lacey is probably my favorite book that I read this year but big swiss by Jen Began is such a close second because it is so unbelievably funny so so good I read that this month Mm-hmm. literally incredible I also that was when I kind of went into a little blindly and I oh, okay and I because I I just it was one of those things that I had heard people talking about and then I saw it at the store and I was like I'm just gonna get it and I really didn't know fully what it was about and I it was so rewarding because I loved it so much mm-hmm. yeah just everything about that book and just like her sense of humor I don't know if you remember the part where uh, basically the woman who is the she transcribes the sex therapy sessions. Oh, yes, yes, yes. She, like, says something about how everyone in the town that she's living in keeps talking about uh, having Lyme disease. (laughs) But she's, like... And for the longest time, like, didn't know it was a disease. She thought everyone was just talking about limes. (laughs) It's it's so so good. good. Yes. (laughs) It's it's honestly one of the only books that I've genuinely laughed at. Mm -hmm. Like, actually thought was, like, very smartly funny um Mm -hmm. yeah I loved that one too that's really good okay I approve that's a good one 
I love that. Yeah. And then what is your favorite and least favorite book talk book? I know that's hard because I know that you're you're so you're very diverse with your reading. But like if you read any in the beginning that were like popular book talk books. I would say my favorite. Oh, The Secret History. Okay. Was absolutely a book that I found because of Book Talk. I would have never found it otherwise. Mm-hmm. I'd heard of The Goldfinch uh-huh. by Donna Tart, but I didn't even know The Secret History existed. And then I think because there was so much hype around it on Book Talk, and sometimes it would intersect with the fantasy side of book talk, uh-huh. not often, but like, or kind of that like dark academia side of book talk that often intersects with fantasy. I was like, I don't think this is going to be for me. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is like really overhyped and like, I'm not going to like it. And then I loved it so much. Oh yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's an iconic book. Yeah. It's unbelievable. So yeah, that's definitely the best that's book good. I've found I through book that. talk. That's a good one. Yeah, and then my least favorite. I read this recently. Okay. It's called, I'm going to say this wrong. I want to die, but I want to eat tekboki. Oh, yes. I think that's how it's pronounced. Tekboki, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry to anyone that's Korean. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really thought I was going to like it uh-huh. so much more. And I think maybe I, have you read it? No, no, but I've, I have seen it all around TikTok. Mm-hmm. It's a really unique book and it's not very long. It's about a woman that goes to therapy and it's, I believe it's the author's, it's like kind of a loosely a memoir. Uh-huh. Uh, she basically just, she transcribes her own therapy sessions, but I just didn't really find what she was discussing in therapy to be very relatable mm-hmm. and, and, or interesting. And mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I don't really understand the all the praise that it gets but it's a really unique book Mm -hmm. I just think it was like kind of overhyped Uh a little bit yeah I I recently read mine my my favorite I feel like um which was in the dream house Mm -hmm. and that has just been sitting on my tbr for the longest time and I don't know why I didn't read it sooner I guess because I was worried that I wouldn't like relate to the topic as much I guess and and before I hadn't really read many memoirs um and I think I almost like felt like oh I have to relate to like really appreciate this and obviously now since then I've read way more and but I picked it up last month and I just loved that book so 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 much it's so good Mm -hmm. yeah it's a really good one yeah it's amazing really really good Mm -hmm. I would love to know what your favorite and least favorite thing is about being on Book Talk. Oh, my favorite thing is probably just finding really niche books, mm. or I think sometimes being on Book Talk kind of makes me a little bit blind to the other books that are out there. Like, I have to remind myself that a book can be really good even if book talk hasn't discovered it yet <laughs> yeah or that's true, yeah. yeah if no one's like talking about it on book talk it's it can still be an incredible book totally. that's something that I really love like finding really good book recommendations but also just like consciously forgetting about book talk and going into a book totally blind that's so and true. it feels like a hidden gem my least favorite is when my videos get onto the wrong side oh. of TikTok. Mm. 
oh my god it is yeah such a nightmare it is such a nightmare yeah it's pretty crazy Mm -hmm. because so I have done like influencing like before just on Instagram like lifestyle before Mm -hmm. starting on my TikTok so I was in that community and I'm in that community for several years and I never really experienced like hate per se but because it was more lifestyle I feel like like it was there was more I, I I did experience it like I feel like people are a little bit more like can be more hateful in that realm and in starting mm-hmm. my book talk I would not think that at all that people would be so opinionated or so like just angry in the book talk yeah. space until mm-hmm. I started it I was like oh my god I cannot believe that people are so just angry about and it and it's so hard because it's almost like nothing that you do is right because if I like talk about a book that I love, like there are going to be people that just like shit on me in the comments for liking that book. But if I talk about a book that they are like saying that I don't like something that they love, they're also just like, like infuriated, you know, it's like you can never be, it can't just be like a space where we can all just live with our opinions comfortably. (laughs) People are just Mm -hmm. so angry. Yeah. And it's so funny. Sometimes I'll read comments from people that are so infuriated, like you just missed the point, like you didn't get it. But I can guarantee that if we were having this exact same conversation in person, it would be like a normal civil discussion. Mm -hmm. But because it's like in the comment section of a stupid little video, it's like people just in as few words as possible, get as angry as possible. Totally. And it's so bizarre. It's very weird. It's really strange. Okay, with that, that's our episode, guys. Thank you so much, Lauren, for taking the time to come on my show. You can find Lauren at Big Book Lady on TikTok. You can find me at underscore the book was better on TikTok and at book was better IG on Instagram. Don't forget to follow, rate, and review the book was better wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll see you next week.